chapter 5 of Paul's letter to the Galatians, verses 16 to 25, details the significant role the Holy Spirit plays in a Christian's life, demonstrating how it departs from and potentially conflicts with earthly desires and actions. Such discrepancy results in starkly contrasting outcomes. The superior influence leads to the fruit of the Spirit or the works of the flesh. Historically, this part of Galatians has given rise to differing interpretations and has been used to promote various theological objectives. This paper discusses its application in analyzing the intricate relationship between divine and human involvement in Paul's teachings in Galatians. The topic has been vastly studied from multiple perspectives, revealing significant insights. However, this paper posits that there are new aspects worth exploring, especially regarding the general interpretation of the letter to the Galatians. The paper resurrects an ancient theological interpretation of this passage as fundamentally addressing God's interaction with human affections, emotions, and desires. A conceptual tool valuable to understanding Paul's views on agency, but fairly disregarded in the current discourse. It proposes to extend this interpretation further, blending with contemporary theological discussions on the significance of Christian practices and experiences in interpreting complex scriptural texts. The final proposal is to comprehend the profound emotional nature of Galatians 5.16.25, to underpin an interpretive methodology that strongly considers Christian experience and practice in deciphering this specific text and broader questions of divine and human agency. Understanding the emotional depth of Galatians 5.16.25 enriches our reading of the text, shedding new light on the interaction between divine and human elements in the Christian life. This understanding opens the door to deeper analysis of agency issues in Paul's writings and the theological discourse at large. Also, Zoll's work delves into Galatians 5.16.25 and its link to the Christian theological tradition he labels effective Augustinianism. This tradition, extending from Augustine to Martin Luther and Philip Melanchthon, places emphasis on human affections and emotions rather than rational capacities as being central to our nature and behavior. According to Zoll, Galatians 5.16.25 elucidates human ethical life as a conflict between the desires of the spirit and those of the flesh. The spirit is perceived as a powerful force that, if lived by, does not allow the gratification of fleshly desires. The text also accentuates the shift from law in Christian life, suggesting that those led by the spirit are not subject to it. The passage presents the outcomes of these conflicting desires, the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit, enabling Galatians to interpret their experiences and behaviors. The essence of effective Augustinianism is that our emotions and affections, often referred to as our hearts, fundamentally determine our behavior and are what God primarily cares about. While ethics and good deeds are crucial, this tradition prioritizes inner motivations over outward actions. Augustine affirms that true ethical behavior cannot occur without the right affections, but such behavior becomes natural once these affections are established. These thinkers also express skepticism about human rational faculty, not because we cannot discern what to do, but because knowledge bears little relevance to our ability to execute it. Paul's concept of the law is hence linked to rationality since it outlines what should be done but lacks the power to affect it. The priority of the heart in this tradition is not abstract but a tangible emotional reality associated with love, joy, and other affections. As Luther summarizes, it is the Holy Spirit who puts into the heart the love and pleasure for the law, making righteous actions not a compulsion, but a desire. Moreover, 
Zoll's work on Galatians 5 asserts two important aspects. First, the emotional anthropology presented in the passage, where human desires and feelings are central to understanding our relationship with God. These emotions are seen as key consequences of God's work in Christian lives through the Spirit, evident in the fruits of the Spirit, which are largely emotional and dispositional traits like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and generosity. Second, the relationship between divine and human agency in ethical Christian life is examined. Galatians 5 raises complex questions about agency in Paul's theology. On one hand, there's an image of the Spirit as an overriding compulsion, stronger than human will, transforming desires and making humans bear spiritual fruit. On the other hand, Paul implies human agency, the possibility of choosing the Spirit or the flesh. Zoll rejects the common balance interpretation as inadequate for addressing pastoral and theological questions that arise from this divine human agency dilemma. He suggests the effective interpretive tradition can provide more nuanced insight, arguing that human will and desires are intrinsically linked and resistant to conscious alteration. Transforming desire is not infringing upon human agency, but reconstituting it. This involves a divinely driven change of our desires and dispositions, which are central to our identities. Zal proposes that divine and human agency are not competitors. They interact to reconstitute human agency in Christ, resulting in a divinely initiated human competency. The Spirit's work transforms affections and desires, making Christians more fully human. However, this optimistic view of the Spirit's transformational power is contrasted by the persistent presence of sin and fleshly works in Christian lives and the Church. Zal rejects interpretations that see flesh and spirit as merely different life perspectives, freely chosen by Christian agents. Instead, he highlights the unpredictability of the Spirit's transformative work, falling within God's inscrutable freedom. Despite these complexities, Zal contends that the effective interpretation offers concrete grounding in real experiences, fostering an understanding of salvation and soteriological concepts in tangible and interpersonal contexts. Furthermore, Zoll discusses a dramatic approach to understanding Galatians 5.16.25, indicating the practical character of this biblical passage and its descriptions of concrete emotions and ethical behaviors. Zoll takes inspiration from theologians like Ben Quash, David Ford, and Kevin Van Hooser, who have increasingly used the category of drama in their theological discussions. This concept of drama marries the insights of narrative theology, which maintains the role of story in conveying truth, and American pragmatism, an early philosophical school that focused on empirical evidence and practical action. Ford, in his book The Future of Christian Theology, describes drama as a category that mirrors human existence in its complexity and dynamism. It involves characters and events interacting in a social context, and as it unfolds, it invites the audience to engage with its world. The purpose of drama is not merely to provide factual knowledge, but to facilitate a life of faith that continues the drama, with its particular events, people, contexts, and the particular nature of God himself. Zoll debates that a dramatic reading of a text considers the situational and contextual aspects of reading, and brings life experience to bear in understanding the text. This method aligns well with Galatians 5.16.25, in which Paul describes spiritual fruit and works of the flesh as occurrences in human lives providing a guide to interpreting personal experiences. The text thus requires readers to reflect on their lives and experiences to understand its meaning. 
This approach points out that the relationship between divine and human agency is resolved in practice, just as it was during Paul's time. Though it's not an easy task to discern what role the spirit and human agents play, it's possible to cautiously use our experiences and those of our communities to help interpret Scripture in our particular lives and contexts. Zoll warns against using personal experiences uncritically and advocates for careful consideration of life experiences alongside traditional biblical and historical scholarship, especially when the text is already challenging. This approach is justified theologically through the belief in a living God, active in the world today. Last but not least, Zoll concludes his discourse on Galatians 5 and Romans 7 by reiterating two examples that express the ongoing debate on the conflict between the flesh and the spirit in Christians. Zoll refers to the experiences of many Christians who have reported this inner conflict. He repeats how notable Christian scholars, including Augustine, Luther, Calvin, and Edwards, have acknowledged this conflict, reinforcing its theological significance. Zoll posits that while this perspective is sometimes criticized, it is important to recognize these conflicts as they could reflect present-day experiences of Christians. He states that the occurrence of such conflicts does not necessarily define the entire Christian experience, but rather presents a possible interpretation of the Scripture. Zoll then focuses on the theological works of Thomas Cranmer, specifically his sermons and liturgical texts in the Anglican Book of Common Prayer. He underlines that while Cranmer's didactic writings exhibit an effective Augustinian view of the transformational power of the Spirit, they also acknowledge the persistent nature of sin in Christians. In contrast, Cranmer's liturgical prayers demonstrate a nuanced understanding of divine grace and human agency. The prayers acknowledge the need for God's transformative intervention, while also considering the role of human agency in desiring and requesting this transformation. These prayers, Zoll states, reflect the complexities of divine and human agency as depicted by Paul. Zoll concludes by underscoring how such prayers, by requesting God's intervention to transform human desires, provide a theologically and practically compelling resolution to the conflict between human and divine agency, as represented in Galatians 5, 25 These prayers act as a theological drama, wherein individuals engage with the living God over a lifetime, embodying the conflict and resolution between the flesh and the spirit. In conclusion, Zoll's work dives deep into Galatians 5, 16, 25 in the Bible and explores the theological tradition of effective Augustinianism, a concept which sees human emotions and affections as central to our nature and behavior. This tradition, as Zoll describes, sees ethics and good deeds as important, but places a larger emphasis on the inner motivations over outward actions. This interpretation of Galatians 5, which describes a struggle between the desires of the spirit and of the flesh, provides a framework to understand the relationship between human and divine agency in ethical Christian life. For Zoll, the heart is not just an abstract concept, but the root of our behavior. It shapes our responses and is of utmost importance to God. This tradition disputes that rational understanding of what should be done lacks the power to enact it. Instead, it believes that inner motivations and affections, once rightly established, naturally lead to ethical behavior. Referring to Martin Luther's ideas, Zoll states that the Holy Spirit puts the love and pleasure for the law in the heart, making righteous actions an innate desire, not a compulsory act. Simultaneously, Zoll proposes new interpretations of the passage and human agency, rejecting the notion that divine and human agencies are competitors. He argues that a transformation of human affections by divine intervention is a reconstitution of human agency in Christ, 
and does not infringe upon it. Furthermore, he accentuates that human will and desires are intrinsically linked and resistant to conscious change. In addition, Zal advances a dramatic approach to understanding this biblical passage by affirming that the text requires readers to view the works of the flesh and spiritual fruits as events in their lives and thereby interpret their personal experiences. Further, he asserts that the conflict between the flesh and the spirit is sustained in Christian lives and the church, though unpredictable in its transformative work. The paper concludes by referencing renowned Christian scholars who acknowledge the conflict between flesh and spirit within them and suggest that such conflicts could reflect current-day experiences of Christians. Zal makes a case for prayer as a means of requesting God's intervention to transform human desires.